Welcome to Trust the Journey. I'm Melanie Curtis. And I'm Jason Maletsky. <laughs> Thank you, legit, for joining us today. Yeah, our mission is living and learning, laughing and loving together with you. We're here to grow and contribute through our practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, and trust, trusting the entire journey. Yeah, and on that journey, we often talk about plant medicines, psychedelics, and other avenues of healing. When we do, we are sharing for informational purposes only. We're not doctors or therapists, and we don't promote doing anything illegal. Inside us all, we have a deep, powerful knowing. We encourage curiosity, healing, and exploration of this consciousness. Damn straight. Together, our handle is trustthejourney.today. Individually, you can find her at melaniecurtis.com and me at jasonmaledsky.com. Thank you all again so much for being with us. On to the show. I'm in the mood for a rant. I just feel like I gotta acknowledge how much it actually all is. I mean, just how much is going on all at once and simultaneously none of it is happening so what's got me here what what am i talking about what is this rant all about i can't be the only one who sees hears and feels most importantly feels how incredibly intense insane and just ridiculous this current existence is right the world today the world that we live in has become this comedy it's like one of my best friends likes to describe it as like it's a reality tv show for the aliens right they're just watching the ridiculousness of what is the human experience on planet earth in the year 2024. All right. And I'm laying in bed this morning and I'm thinking about all of it because I try to meditate in the mornings, right? I try to have some time where all I pay attention to is the fact that all there is, is my own conscious experience, period right? Without me experiencing my own consciousness, there's nothing. It all goes away from my perspective. It just disappears. So my perspective only exists as a point within of consciousness. And inside of that is only my experience. But simultaneously, all of our realities, all of our parallel universes, all of our individual experiences are happening at the same time, right? Each of them has its own slightly different skew on all the things that are happening, but they're all interconnected. They're all tied together as one giant collective consciousness, and they're all constantly shifting dimensionally, left, right, up, down, forward, backwards, in time, out of time, in space, out of space, together in at infinitum. And... I can't be the only one that feels as though the amount that is going on, like the total amount of information that's coming in about the state of the world that we live in feels like it's too much. I mean, really, really feels like it's too much. I mean, how am I as an individual or you or we supposed to process the amount of data and that's coming in and what are we supposed to do about it? How are we supposed to receive all of this and what can we possibly do about it as individuals? Like, what can we possibly do? What's the, what options do we have? I mean, it feels like our individual ability to affect the the whole is so so microscopic relative to the macro that 
it's hopeless. It feels like an impossible battle, right? That there's no way that me or you or we as individuals could possibly redirect the path or the course or the destiny of humanity as a whole, right? It just doesn't feel possible. And yet we see examples of it working in, in, we see examples of where individuals were have an effect on the entirety of human consciousness and in the greater collective human experience. We see examples of how cultures shift and change and make inroads, make differences in the entirety of the experience for everyone. But as an individual, it feels like way too much. And I mean, it's no surprise if you've traveled, if you've been out there, if you live in in one of these American cities, look at the homeless population in our in our country today. I mean, America is going down the shit tubes, right? There are people camped out everywhere because this is all too much for everybody to process, right? That's the that's the bottom line of it. It's not mental health, it's not addiction, it's this is too much to process. I'm checking the fuck out and I'm just going to go live a simpler life. And, and there's some, there's a number of examples that point to people's desire for this, for, for greater simplicity in our human experience. I, I watch these YouTube channels where there are people who have chosen to live off grid or to go out into the woods and to build themselves a home in in old style, right? Using hand tools and just living a life where you're collecting your water, you're building your fire, you're hunting your food, and life is simple. It's not easy. It's a hard life. It's a lot of work, but it's simple, right? It doesn't include corruption at the highest levels. It doesn't include war. It doesn't include all these attempts to manipulate power on a grander scale. It doesn't include extraterrestrial beings coming to our planet planet and manipulating our genetic code right from the very beginning of our existence, which is very likely what happened to get us here today. That desire for that simpler life, much like that exercise of sitting in meditation in the mornings or in the evenings, wherever you choose to meditate, that desire to just quiet the noise, it's such a, such a deep-rooted, it's that exhale, it's that release of the stress from the system, right? It's this ability for us to just breathe out, And let go of these perceived challenges and problems and struggles. And now I say perceived because we're the ones who put them into existence, right? If we just stop fighting ourselves, there's no more struggles. We get on and off the struggle bus by our own choosing. We allow ourselves to ride the struggle bus for years or even the course of our entire life. If we choose for that to be what we are doing, or if we're unconscious to the fact that it's happening to us and and we're not even aware that we're stuck in that loop, right? Gosh, I can think of so many years of my life, even this morning, just right now, I had some thoughts looping around in my head and I'm like, hey, Jay, and I, you know what I've started doing? I start saying it out loud. I'm like, I don't fuck care. I'm going to be that crazy guy who just talks out loud to himself because I don't want to be the homeless guy on the side of the street who's doing it, right? I want to be the guy who at least has a roof over his head while he's doing it and says, hey, those thoughts you're having right now, those are completely made up inside your own head. There's nothing else right now going on around you that is affirming that those are things are happening. They're just infinite rolling loops of tape that that aren't serving me anymore. And it's so interesting how... It happens to all of us. We all get caught up in these loops of ideas of, 
of who we are or what the world is or how the world, you know, is going to be. And we base our ideas of our identity of who we are on the versions of our past self, you know, rather than me just waking up in the morning, getting out of bed and asking myself, who do I want to be today? And then being whoever that is, whatever expression that is, whatever idea that is, I somehow, we somehow default backwards to the infinite number of versions of ourselves that we've already experienced. And we affirm those as being more real and more reliable and dependable and trustworthy than the one we would rather be, right? Or we feel like the past versions of ourselves are more comfortable, right? It's more comfortable to be a version of myself that I know and experience, even if it's not a version, a version that I don't like or a version that struggles with a lot of pain or a version that, you know, that has problems that's alcoholic or, or whatever. We'd rather default back to this older versions of ourself than to risk going forward into a new version of ourself, which we haven't experienced before, which is going to feel uncomfortable because I know like, you know, that feeling that when you go over like a, a, a hill on a country road and you start to feel the, the G force, you have to float in the air, that uncomfortable feeling of not being grounded in a reality that we're familiar with, right? When we start to float up in the air and we lose that, that connection to the, the ground that we're so used to having, which we think gives us an identity, right? It doesn't actually give us an identity. The fact that my left and right feet stay stuck to the ground as I walk across the room does not give me an identity. It just gives me a reference point, right? It just gives me a reference point. It just says, oh, that's something that's consistent, that's usually there, you know, 99.9999% of the time that's there. So I can count on it to be there. And it gives me something to figure out where I am or who I am based off my relativity to it. Now, if I take that away, I can, what I've learned from my time in, in free fall, from my time being without that is there's all kinds of other things that we can use, right? There's tons and tons of other things that we can use as our new reference points. I'm pretty challenged by the fact that, you know, when I'm in a flow state, okay, if I go out for a hike and I get out in nature and I have my glider and I take my paraglider and I go for a flight, you know, when I'm, when I'm in that state of present moment now, really present to where I am, enjoying the majesty of the planet, this beautiful nature and connecting to my breathing and feeling my body, connecting to my body moving and connecting to the air, all these other things drop away. Right. And I'm not, I'm not stuck thinking about something that happened to me when I was a child or yesterday in a meeting, you know, or this morning with a spouse or whatever it might be. I'm just present in that moment. Right. And that I, I'm not involved in, in a war that's going on in some foreign country. I'm not involved in some struggle for power with, you know, big pharma. Excuse me, world. What in the all hell is going on out there, right? But I'm not in that. When I'm out there and I'm just being me and I'm just connected to myself, whether that's happening on a hike, on a flight, on a paddle, on a workout, in a seated meditation, in deep connection, However, I find my state of present moment, I find myself connecting to a world that's perfect, that doesn't have any problems at all. A state of being that is just there. It's just present, right? I'm just in the field. Infinite possibilities, right? It's only when I start connecting into other feeds that are outside of myself, right? Like media feeds or other people or 
marketing that's been placed out there, or another word for marketing, propaganda that's been placed out there to try to, you know, lean my thinking in a certain direction so that I act and do things a certain way. Yeah, that, um, it takes some time for me to get to, to that awareness, you know. So my rant, I'm on here ranting. I decided to do this. Um, I've been thinking about the fact that there's so much going on inside my own head, but that what's going on inside my own head is a reflection of what I'm allowing in and what's going on in the world, in the universe, in consciousness, in my life is a reflection of what I allow in and what I choose to continue allowing to stay in. So I like thinking of this example, and I've been practicing this. It's an interesting one. Uh, I unsubscribe from all junk emails. Absolutely anything that lands in my inbox gets unsubscribed, right? And I unsubscribe from all the junk mail outs, all the newsletters, all the newspapers, all the marketing stuff. I go to those lists and I'm like, I call up the places that are like, take me off this list. I email the place, take me off this list, take me off this list. And so now you go to the walk outside to the mailbox, there's nothing in there. It's empty unless there's an actual piece of mail that's addressed to me, right? And this is great because the way that the universe will treat us, this, this experience will treat us if we don't moderate it is I'll go to that mailbox and there'll be a stack of junk mail in there, right? Or I'll go to my email box and there'll be a stack of junk mail in there. And unconsciously, if I don't choose and think about it, you know, with a lot of intention, awareness, I'll grab that whole stack of junk mail. I'll walk into my home and I'll put that junk mail down on the table and it'll start to take up space inside of my vessel, right? Wherever I live. And that's the same thing as our body and our mind, right? Like if I let that junk marketing media, you know, news sources enter my consciousness and then it lands in my head, it starts taking up space just like that pile of junk mail on the table starts taking up space in my home, right? And that junk mail... Is it really there to serve me? Is there something in there that is like, it's really for me? Like, you know, that coupon, is that is that really trying to help me? No, it's not trying to help me. It's trying to get me to do something that somebody else wants me to do, which is to go buy their product, right? Now, that's the same thing in consciousness, okay? I'm just... Speaking out loud to myself here. When I listen to a media source and it tells me something and I allow it in, I choose, I choose. Every one of these is a choice, right? These are active choices to allow advertising, marketing, media, propaganda. They're all the same, right? Pick a name. It doesn't matter. When I allow those into my consciousness, they are now landing on the shelves, the bookshelves of my consciousness and taking up space and planting ideas. They're building a reference library for what this consciousness is and what this existence is and isn't, right? And I've lived most of my life allowing just about any idea that was presented to me to land in there, right? And this is an unconscious action that pretty much all of us do, right? We start off as young children and the, we have our own idea of how things are, but yet at the same time, we're designed to sponge and soak up ideas, right? And so for the first, say, 10 years of our waking life or conscious life, you know, when you're two or three years old until you're like 12 or 13, we're just accepting every single book that's been given to us. And we're putting it on the shelves of who we are. Right. And it's building up this idea of who we are. And we have to remember in this idea that these, these ideas, these books, this marketing, this propaganda, this just stuff, just junk mail, 
that's being given to us is just being handed down to to us by whoever. Maybe it's our parents. Maybe it's other random individuals that we encounter in our lives. Maybe it's teachers. Maybe it's whoever. They may think they have the best intentions, right? But they were just given the same stuff. They were just given the same stuff. So it's this idea of like, here's the truth. Here's the, oh, this is the only truth we know. So here's the truth. And there's no proof of that. There's no, there's no anchor in that just because something was written down doesn't mean it's real. I mean, if there's anything that the internet has done for us, it has shown us that every, every resource, every library of information that humanity has ever created and retained is, is equally biased as any other out there, right? So if you see something on the internet, it's obvious that it's, you can't trust it, right? You don't know where it came from. You don't know what the intentions are of the person who created it. And it's, we've, we're learning, we're waking up to this, right? We're like, holy shit. I get it. Something on the internet. I immediately say, I don't know. I can't trust it. It may have good intentions and it may be a hundred percent valid. It may be completely made up malice. You know, it might have completely negative intentions behind it, or it can be just a complete falsity just for the sake of being a falsity, just for the entertainment value of being false. Or it can be based in somebody else's human experience, like somebody's narcissistic experience of wanting to manipulate and control power and the other beings around them. So when we look at all these other experiences in our journey and we say, you know, all the stuff I've been fed my whole life about how it is and how it isn't is all just hand-me-down ideas, right? And we've got to sift through it all and try and figure it out for ourselves and make our own best decisions. And I just smile for a second because what what's my, my one piece of advice that I always go back to? And it comes from my career as a as a pro athlete. And I remember one time being asked, by an interviewer on a question for an article. They asked me, what, what's your one piece of advice for, uh, you know, up and coming pilots. And my advice is always the same thing. It's gather as much information as you can from as many reputable sources as possible, and then build your own set of information based off of all of that input and your own feelings, opinions, and observations against it and aligned with it as well, right? Thank you for listening. If you're receiving value from this episode, we would love it if you would show your support for the show by subscribing on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, and follow us on Instagram. You can click the like button, leave us a comment, or share the podcast with somebody directly. Every month, we host integration coaching circles. These are safely held spaces for those looking to heal, grow, and connect in community. They are beautiful, alive. So much good work is happening. You are invited to join us. Go to trustthejourney.today slash integration. You can join the Trust the Journey family, which includes these integration coaching circles and our private Facebook group where we connect and support each other. Sign up by going to our website, trustthejourney.today, obviously, and click on the orange Patreon button. Now, it's your support and engagement that make the show possible. We love connecting with you. So feel free to DM us anytime on Instagram with your thoughts at trustthejourney.today. And now, I'm back to our regularly scheduled programming. So back to this human experience, right? Where we spend the first dozen years of our life being programmed, literally TV programs, right? Programs, radio programs, right? All these incoming sources of programming deciding on how we should view each other and how we should view ourselves. And then at some point, our hormones are actually designed to specifically make us rebute everything that's going on around us so that we'll leave the nest, right? So that we'll actually we reject our parents enough so that we have the self-confidence as, as youth to leave the nest, to leave the home and to go out and strike on our own in order to, to mix up the gene pool 
and to get us out there on our own to get our own experiences, right? At least this is a healthy thing. But we walk out of the door as young adults, as youth, with this set of programming as if we're supposed to follow some magical path. And now I want to pause right here because this is the key point, okay? When I look at the human experience in its entirety, right? I'm talking about all, all humans on the globe right now or that have ever been here. I see a divide that I really struggle with. And that is in, in some, I'm going to say, you know, it's a split. Okay. Half of our being recognizes deeply our connection to this planet, right? This is our home. This is us. This planet is us. There is no humans on another planet. There is no humans on the moon. There's no humans on space. We go there, but we're coming right back here in a hurry. And if we don't, we're done for. Okay. Cause this is us. This planet is us. And we are as connected to it as the idea of life itself. Okay. Everything about us and this planet is 100% connected. Right. And then, and then yet, then yet our species and our species alone of all the species on this planet, right? However, countless numbers of species on this planet, our species alone will disregard and destroy ourselves, the planet that we live on, for the idea of comfort, of control, of power, and they're not even real things, right? We can already see when we look at the state of the world as it is right now, none of these efforts to control nature, to control our life experience are making us more comfortable, right? There's nobody comfortable with what's going on in the world today, right? Nobody is comfortable with this. Everybody at the root of their being knows that the way that human beings are acting towards each other, ourselves, and the planet, and all of those things are one and the same. Those are the same thing. The way that we act to each other, to ourselves, and to the planet is not in nurture, love, care, compassion, and, and to, to care for, and to lift up, and to nourish but we're self-destructing, right? And so this programming is coming from an external source. This is not inherent to who we are. We are inherently empathetic to one another, to ourselves, and to the planet, to other life forms, all life forms. It's all one big life right? There's no difference in my life as there is from the little bird that just flew past my window. This is the same life. Life just keeps changing forms, right? Life is infinite and all around us. The life of the tree, the life of the rock, the life of the air, the life of the water, it's all one life, right? Life force exists in its entirety. And whatever's happening within our species that's wanting to or fighting itself in some way, it's an experience within our own consciousness, okay? And it's being expressed physically and we're doing it to ourselves, we're doing it to each other, and we're doing it to our planet, right? And we're punishing and hurting and damaging ourselves, each other, and the planet as a result of an internal battle, that's happening inside of our own experience, right? And so I ask us, I beg, I plead, I said, please, please, Jay, I'm asking myself here, please pay attention. Pay attention to your own internal battle. Pay attention to the voices in your head that are conflicted, right? Pay attention to the internal conflict of of whatever is happening inside me 
in order to understand that everything outside of me is a projection of that. Because when I find peace and alignment and sanctity and calm and tranquility within myself and there's no longer embattlement, that's my external experience as well. When I'm experiencing that internally, that's my external experience as well. And so I believe this wholeheartedly, okay? First of all, okay, I'm going to pause one more second here. I'll just I'll make my note, myself a quick note. I'm going to go back to this point here. And then I'm going to go back to this, okay? This is the thing. I Back to the programming idea. Now, when we're young, we're easily susceptible to the idea that anything that we are told, we can believe it. Santa Claus, we're down. I'm down. Easter Bunny, I'm down. Tooth Fairy, I'm down. Right? Totally. You're going to tell me I put a tooth under my pillow, somebody's going to, Tooth Fairy's going to come along and take the thing away and they're going to put some quarters under there. It was quarters when I was a kid. Then I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm going to get this quarters and it was the tooth fairy who did that and I believe it right at some point I stop believing in all these things and I start making executive decisions about what's real and what isn't okay and what I'm starting to come back to is recognizing it's all real okay the tooth fairy is a real thing okay now is it an actual entity that comes and takes teeth out from under a pillow and puts, you know, a reward under there. In some ways, yes. Is it also your parent? Yes. But the tooth fairy is a conceptual idea that does exist. And because of that, it exists. And with that, I mean, this is, this is, uh, this is like just letting down my barriers of the resistance to the idea that something can't be real. Okay. Everything is real. Everything, everything we've ever imagined is real because it exists in our consciousness. Once it exists in our consciousness, it's a construct of our consciousness. It's an idea that has exist means it does exist, right? Do I have to be able to put it into a physical state of matter where it vibrates at a frequency that I can hold it in my hand? Or can it still exist if it only exists at a frequency where it's inside of my thoughts, right? What's the difference between them? One of them has been manifested into matter. One of them is existing in consciousness. They're, at that point, they're literally, they both exist in the realms that we live in, in the field that we live in. Now, as I break down my own resistance to this idea that you know, I have to approve the existence. How, how fucking arrogant, how fucking arrogant is it of me to be the one who decides what exists and what doesn't? Somebody says, yeah, have you heard about this? And I'm like, that's bullshit. What do you, who am I to decide whether something exists or not? Somebody else tells me it exists. It exists. I have to accept that as reality. And so where do I have to swallow this? I have to swallow this in in the sense of politics in the world today, where I'm like, I don't want to accept any of these horrible political situations out there, but I have to accept them because to the other people out there that have a different opinion than me, that's what exists. That's their reality. And now I don't have to agree with it. I don't have to be aligned with it to acknowledge that it exists. I can accept that it exists and allow it to just move past me. And this is the idea of I go to my mailbox, I grab a stack of junk mail, I look, fan through that stack of junk mail real quick, and I grab real letter out of there, and I take the rest of the junk mail and I drop it straight into the recycling bin. I don't even bring it in my house. It never makes it through the front door, right? I just acknowledge that this is all there, but I also detach from it right away. And it doesn't mean I disregard it. I don't throw it on the ground. 
where the wind could blow it away and it makes a mess all over my neighborhood and pollutes the environment. I don't allow that to happen. I consciously choose where to put it and I put it in the outbox to a place where I know that it's going to go back to get repurposed, reused and recycled in a way that it continues to maintain a value inside of this human experience. It's a practice, right? It's a practice. I have to practice every single day. I have to practice allowing that's man. It can be tough. I have to sit through a meeting with a coworker and I have to receive their experience of a reality that we're both tied into, even if I don't agree with it. And I have to respect that that's their experience, even if I don't agree with it. And I have to allow them the respect to have their own experience. And I can't put myself above their experience. That's not real. That's, that's me being narcissistic and trying to be powerful. I have to look at them eye to eye and respect that whoever it is, whatever it is, whoever, every single situation with every single person that we run into in the world, they're having their experience. I'm having mine. No one is better than another. No one is greater than another. No yogi is better than the other yogi, right? We're all just having our own experiences and I have to drop the judgment and I just have to accept that experience and acknowledge it and say, here, okay, I respect that. I agree, disagree. I'm aligned, not aligned. And then I have to practice and learn how to communicate how I feel or do and do not wish to relate to that. You know, so if that's a, a boundary setting exercise of being like, you know, thank you for sharing your perspective and opinion on this, you know, matter that we've been discussing. I am not in alignment with that. And I choose to move in a different way or I am in alignment with that. And I would choose to move in, in a similar way. These are options, right? And now I'm going to pivot back to this other spot where I wanted to make sure I don't miss. And that's this, you know, youthful 13, 14, 15 year old, that teenage rebellious youth that strikes out into the world and has this like pre-programmed idea of like rebelling. And it's like every single teenager wants to rebel. And that's not a surprise, right? Like we're designed to rebel against the program that we've been given so that we evolve right? It's so that we evolve. It's so that we change. It's so that we do something different than what we've been done before. But here's where I ask us to consider a change, right? Where we rebel against ideas that have been put on us, have been presented to us, there's an inner voice. There's a knowing deep down inside of us that is our connected self, that is the part of us that taps into the greater collective consciousness, that is the part that talks to the nature of all existence, that is life energy, life essence, life source, that is life at its core, that is soul, right? There is that part of us deep down inside that knows, okay? This is not the thinking mind, this is the knowing, right? I ask us, I ask myself to spend more time listening to that deep inner knowing. And now the reason why I take us to the here to this place is when we're in that time in our life, when we're, you know, youth, we do that a lot. We just listen to our gut. We're highly emotional, right? And we just do what we're feeling. And we reject the ideas of what we've been told, right? And it works for us. There is a time in there where that's a really valuable exercise for us to be employing, to listen to our bodies, to listen to our souls, and to let the thinking mind, right, step to the side for a little while. And it comes up in versions of play, right? When we let ourselves be playful and naturally be curious and explore this human existence is when we see 
the most magical forms of creation occur. We think about who have been the most influential characters in our stories. And much of the time, it's artists. It's artists who, at some younger point in their life, allow their creative nature, their the creative source. And now think about creative, okay? Creative is the idea of creation, right? We're not born out of nothing. We're born out of the act, the sexual act, the erotic act of creation, right? This divine act of creation is where we li- all life literally comes from this, this sexual erotic act of creation. And art, musical expression, artistic expression, it all stems from this same place of divine creation. And we feel it. We can sense it in our being. We know at the very bottoms of our belly what it feels like, right? We don't have to ask a question, a cognitive mental question as to why this groove that I'm bouncing to feels so good. I don't need to ask that question because I just know that it feels good, right? I know that it feels good to dance. I know that it feels good to move. I know that that rhythm or that song or those lyrics or that painting or whatever example, that sculpture, that dance, I know that those expressions of art move me at a level that is at a subsonic frequency. It's outside of thought, right? It's not in the range of, say, you know, beta, beta mind, beta brainwaves, right? It's not the thinking mind. We're talking about like theta, where it's unconscious, subconscious thought that is giving me this experiential journey that says, here I am. Here I am engaging with another energy that is aligned with my human experience, right? And so I ask myself and I ask you all to practice feeling into ourselves and to truly ask ourselves on regular, on daily, all the time, consistently, always, always asking ourselves, how do I feel about this? Is this in alignment with my human journey and whatever experience we're having? And where it's not, we need to make movements towards experiences that are are, and away from experiences that are not. I give you a simple example. That junk mail that comes out of the mailbox, this is not in alignment with my human experience. I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel good about receiving this. And so I don't, I kindly put it to the side and I redirect it in a way where I know it's going to go to somewhere that's going to get repurposed and reused. And it's the same thing as if that's somebody's energy. If somebody comes to me with an energy that isn't in synchronous with the journey that I care to continue on my life, they want something from me or they want me to join them on their journey, then I have the choice of whether or not that's something that I wish or wish not to participate in to continue to amplify or to nullify, right? Can I turn that down? Say, no, thank you. With all the due respect, no, thank you. Or can I go, yep, that's something I want to bring up. That's something I want to amplify. And now what are examples of something I want to amplify? I want to amplify curiosity. I want to amplify being curious and and wanting to learn. I want to amplify a creation of space for us to feel safe, right? To have this human experience and not to be judged for it, right? Because we're all having it, right? We're all having a human experience that is, from, from at least from my perspective, it's fucking nuts. It's crazy, okay? There's no way if I roll the tape back to when I was like 12 years old and I think, 
what what's the world going to look like or what's my human experience going to have been by the time I'm 50 that it's going to include everything that is on the table in reality today there's just no I'm just like that's insane that's a story that's so outlandish that you couldn't even write it in a fiction novel there's no fiction novel that's ever been written that's as good as the reality that's happening right now right it is just nuts this 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 experience of the world today is mind-blowing to me of how insane it is so i ask us to pick and choose you know to say what is it i wish to allow this human journey to continue looking like because it's us it's our collective experience as a human consciousness that chooses the course of reality we choose together we do when we align enough of our energies in the similar direction that we make a conscious choice. Our path as a species changes, right? We've seen this time and time again. It's about becoming aware of what we're doing, starting to ask questions about why we're doing it, and then do we want to continue doing it or not? Right. And then what would we rather do? Do I want to continue, you know, factory farming animals or do I want to be more considerate of the lives of the animals that I'm going to eat? Right. Simple questions, simple questions. And all we're going to do is take them one at a time, piece by piece. We don't need to try to eat the whole cow. And I'm going to keep eating cows. I mean, they're delicious and it's healthy for me. And that's my choice. You don't have to eat cows. You can eat plants if you want. Get it fish if you want, but we got to take care of ourselves and our own experience, my own relationship to how I nourish myself. It's a perfect example. I've got to choose the diet that works for me. Oh my God. Don't even get me started on the food ocean that is the American culture, right? We've been, it, it seems as though the powers that be, like this idea of they, this other, this sort of, there is no they, there is no others. It's all us. It's all our choice. We just need to be making them. We need to be consciously making them. But it seems as though when we're not consciously making them, the default choice is going to be whatever is bad for us, whatever turns our food into poison, whatever charges us to live the life of a human being. Does that make any sense? I'm sorry. At what point in the story of life does life charge itself money to live its life? We have to pay to live here. What? What, what kind of a reality is this? Who, who decided that I'm going to pay taxes and I have to buy a piece of the greater whole that I already am when I was born here. This, this is all of ours. We need to share it. We need to care for it. We need to love it. We need to be conscious. We need, that's This body is our body. This journey is our journey. We need to love and care for each other, for ourselves, and for the planet. We need to feed ourselves real food, plants, and animals that have not been covered with chemicals or poisons just plants just plants just animals just eat those things we'll be fine right it's really simple and back to the idea back to the idea of simplicity right back to my rant back to my rant of we all want to live a simpler life that's what we truly desire i want the comfort of knowing that when i come home after wherever I've been out for my adventure that day, that I'm going to be able to rest. That's it. I want to know that I can go for an adventure and I want to know that I can rest. Whether that adventure is inside of my own creative spirit, writing a novel or painting a picture, or whether that adventure includes collaborating with others on some grander idea, or whether that adventure includes climbing to the top of a mountain, right? Whether that adventure, that adventure includes connecting with my own spirituality. Whatever that adventure is, I want 
to know that when I'm ready to be done adventuring, that I'm ready to rest, that I can do that with the sense of safety. And rest and safety, these are the same thing, right? And that doesn't come from having a gun under my pillow. It doesn't come from having a deadbolt on my door. I don't sleep better because my door has a deadbolt on it. I sleep better because I know I live in a world where we care for ourselves and we care for each other and we care for the planet. And that's my fucking rant for the day. I love you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, seriously, for listening, for spending your valuable, valuable time, energy, and heart with us. Every bit of it makes a difference. Yeah, thank you. We would love it if you could show your support for the show by subscribing on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, or follow us on Instagram. You can always click the like button, leave us a comment, or share an episode with somebody directly. Like we mentioned, every month we host integration coaching circles. So, so much good work is happening there. You are invited to join us. Go to trustthejourney.today slash integration. The Trust the Journey family includes these integration coaching circles and our private Facebook group where we connect and support each other. Join us by going to our website, trustthejourney.today, and click the orange Patreon button. Yeah, thanks. It's your support and engagement that make the show possible. Thank you. We're here to connect with you. Feel free to DM us anytime on Instagram. We're at trustthejourney.today. Thank you. We love you. <laughs> we love you. Keep laughing, keep loving, and keep trusting the journey.